that pays to go when God says. Do what the Lord says. Not what we think, but what the Holy Spirit witnesses. We better listen to the revelation of God. When we listen to the revelation of God, it always works best. I've seen it over and over and over again that when God reveals, that's the time. He told me to go into a meeting. Uh, they had been waiting for me a long time when I hadn't been able to go. So I called the pastor and said, I, I'm coming in revival. He said, Brother Hell, I don't think you can get here. We've got 11 inches of snow. Well, I, I said, I'm, he said, well, if God's told you, though, we'll believe it. We just closed the revival three weeks ago. I said, well, the Lord told me to come. He said, come right on. Come right on. God told you we'll believe it. You know, when I got there, there wasn't any snow. They forecasted snow three times. They said snow was coming right at that area. And when it came, it went south or it went north. It didn't come where we were. He said, go at that time. We need to believe what the Holy Spirit says. <clears throat> sent me uh, to Irvington, Illinois for a meeting and we didn't have any money we didn't have anything for a tent but the Lord miraculously told us what to do and it's a wonderful story how God provided and led me to a man miraculously uh, by the Holy Ghost leading me miles and miles telling me where this man was because he was selling brooms that I was learning that's Homer and Sanko and here we were having a time in the kitchen and the Lord was blessing us. Oh, we were sharing of Jesus' love and the things of God when the man knocked at the door and Homer went to talk to him. And he says, I'm an evangelist too. When I got through, I found out through him that he had a tent. That's the very thing we needed. We didn't have any money to get a tent. But we'd gone because the Holy Ghost said for me in 1900 and uh, back in the 40s, he said, you're going to go in 43 to revival. But it actually came to pass in 48. You see, what God reveals, just wait till he tells you when to do it. So many people think it's right away or day after tomorrow. When he gives the revelation, just wait till it's time. Follow what the Holy Spirit says. And here we are, these years later, after God had revealed to me, we're going to be there in the revival. And here God has a man 25 to 26 miles away, going from door to door, knocking on doors, selling brooms. And the broom man had a tent. We didn't have any money to get a tent, yet God had told me in 43 where we're going for a tent revival. We didn't have any money. I had $6 and a few cents. And that's all Homer had. Telling you about storms, about trials, about believing, about trusting. And here we were at this place having a great time but the evangelist said to Homer I never let my tent go only when I go and we prayed and prayed that day I'd had such a great time just trusting and rejoicing and the next day the Holy Spirit revealed to me he said you go to Mount Vernon Illinois and find the broom salesman and Homer said how are you going to find him I said the Lord's told me how to find him I'd never been there before I'm so thankful he knows how to guide you. I'm thankful he knows how to direct you. Talking about how God leads and guides through storms and situations and circumstances when we really in ourselves do not know. 
but he knows. Well, he said, really, uh, if we go over there, how do you know we're going to get the tent? And I said, we're not going to talk to him about the tent. We're going to talk to him about whatever the Lord tells me to talk to him when I see him. And he said, how are we going to find the, the man anyhow? All I know is he's a broom salesman. And you go to a city that has a few thousand people in it, how are you going to find one man? I said, God has revealed to me how to find him. And I didn't see him. He was at the door. And when we got to Mount Vernon, the Holy Spirit showed me and revealed to me exactly how to find a broom salesman in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Of thousands of people there, he told me how to find him. And I found him in just a little bit. He came across where we were, and we rejoiced. He said, oh, brother, it's good to see you, to, brother, to my brother in the Lord. And we began to share how Jesus had led and blessed and guided and directed. And he said, say, he said, do you know that I have a tent? It's the very thing you need. And he said, you come early in the morning at sunrise, and I'll just let you have my tent. I said, really? Well, he said, yes, you're a man of God. You just come. And he said, be here at sunrise, and I'm going to let you have my tent. And here we were praying in the tent and the songbook and the electrical work and the whole work, the benches and the chairs. We didn't know where anything was. We'd come 300 miles. I had $6 and something. You'd go to a tent mounting company. It cost around $100, $200 to get a tent. And here we were. God had led me to the city, told me where to find him. And we didn't ask him for it. No. He said, well, here it is. We just told him about how God was blessing, how the Lord was leading, how the Lord was directing, how he told me in 43, how he had directed me in various ways. He said, why, the tent's right here. I have it for you. We didn't ask him to use his tent. He just volunteered it. Yes, we just testified, told him how great the Lord was, how wonderful Jesus was. If you'll just believe, believe and follow. You think I was there early the next morning? My brother wasn't feeling that well to go. He was just, he had the burden of it. He couldn't get out of bed. He just couldn't make it. He was so, feeling so badly. Well, I got in my car, and the two right tires were in the fabric. My two right tires were in the fabric. Think of it. You know, I, I could see the fabric appearing before we ever came the first 300 miles. But he says, I'll be with you. He was, even in the tires. What he tells you what to do, you believe it. I was there and, and he said, well, I'm so glad to see you. We're going out nine miles south of the city here to my brother's. I have the tent out there. I said, well, we're very, very thankful. He said, but we need to eat first. I said, well, that'll be fine. So he took us to breakfast and paid for my breakfast. He paid for my breakfast. I thought I ought to do the paying. I didn't have much to pay with. But here was a man going to let me have his tent. I ought to at least uh, uh, offer to pay the breakfast, shouldn't I? No, he said, why, no, I'm paying for the breakfast. He was furnishing everything. I tell you, if you believe long enough, God will furnish everything. <clears throat> if you follow, God will furnish everything. Hallelujah. Well, it's so wonderful just to know that Jesus cares about you. Oh, we had such a wonderful time sharing. And we had our breakfast, went out, pumped up the tires in the trailer because the trailer was the pulpit. 
the trailer was the pulpit. We had to pray in the pulpit too, and it was right on wheels. And in that trailer was the organ, in the trailer was all the seats, in the trailer was all the books, in the trailer was all the electrical works. It was all there. God had told me in 43 to go and set me in June the 1st, 1948. Now, when the Lord reveals it, just hold steady till He tells you. So many people want to do it right away. Just wait till you get the clear signal. Just wait upon the Lord. Wait for His guidance, His direction. Well, it requires faith and trust. Childlike faith. With rejoicing all the while you're waiting. Being glad that the Lord will take care of you. Well, we, we bring... He said to me, he said, now, he said, I'll not be able to carry the big poles in my car and trailer. He said, I want you to carry the big poles. Me carry the poles for that tent on two tires in the fabric? I've been around three or four hundred miles since I could see the fabric. So I said, well, fine, we'll do it. You know what I did with them? I put them on the other side of the car where the tires had some rubber on them. It's a good thing to know which side to use <laughs> in this life. Many little things, we get to know what's best, which side, where to position it. And here we put all those poles on the left side of the car, on the driver's side, and we uh, roped them on there. There's big, long poles, three of them. Put the markers, you know, on the red flag so they wouldn't be dangerous. And drove the nine miles and then the 25 to 26 miles and came back to the lot that the Lord had told me we were to be on. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was a beautiful day in June. Lovely day. We'd already prayed in the lot and that's a great story. But here we were, not a cloud in the sky. We pull in there and uh, just as we pull in, Jesus speaks to me and says, don't put the tent up, there's a storm coming. See how this all is a little parallel? Yeah. It's a parallel. I said to him, I said, there's a storm coming, we can't put it up. I said, Jesus told me in so many hours there's a storm coming. We'll tear this tent down. He couldn't hear what I said. He put the tent up. He put it up. 30 by 50. It was patched here, patched there, and patched over here, and patched there. We had a patched tent. He couldn't hear what I said. Because, see, the Holy Ghost gave me the revelation inside. You couldn't tell that there was a storm anywhere. It was beautiful. I said, Jesus told me there's a storm coming. They couldn't hear what I said. Up, he put the tent up. Up went the tent. Well, how do you think I felt? I know a little bit how Paul felt. Because he knew there was going to be trouble. I knew there was a storm coming, because God told me there was. But they couldn't hear me. Up went the tent. But when they put it up, I got down in the middle of it, and I said, Oh, God, come down and sanctify this tent, the top of it, the side of it. Oh, protect it, Heavenly Father. Oh, God, you told me there's a storm coming, and I'm responsible for this tent. Oh, Lord, protect it from awful danger. It's coming in a few hours. Have mercy upon us. I did my best to stay, but they couldn't hear what I said. Lord, help me, have mercy upon me. 
So I sanctified it from side to side, end to end, and top to bottom. Spare us, Lord, because there's an awful storm coming. I want to tell you that was about 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning. I want to declare to you that about 4.30 to 5, the storm was coming. I mean severe. Back three or 400 feet from that tent, it tore limbs right off the tree, just bigger than my arm, just took them right off. Here we had a little old dinky patched up tent whipping around here in an awful gale. God told me there's a storm coming. Couldn't hear. Oh, my heart ached. Oh, my heart ached. I just cried and cried. And I said, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He knew all about it. He heard my cry. He heard my cry. Oh, it was something to see the limbs tore off those trees back there about three or four hundred feet from the tent. Just over about 80 to 120 rod, there was a man building a new home and he bought a new tent from Sears and Robeck. It was a beautiful tent with, with beautiful steel rings in it. Just new. It took that tent and just tore it. Just took it like that. Just tore it up. Here was my little old patch tent. Storm came, just like he told me. Oh, we must believe. We've got to trust. God has given me the revelation 43 to go. It came to pass in 48 that he tells me, don't put the tent up today. There's a storm coming. Up went the tent. Now we're in a storm. Severe. Wind. Very hard and fast. Ferocious. And here's a 30 by 50, much larger tent than the neighbor over their head. Two, three times larger. And we just cried, and I'd get in my room and cry, and say, oh, Jesus, here I am. I tried to tell them, but they couldn't hear. Up went the tent, here it is, and the storm's on. Lord, help me, help me, help me, Jesus. You told me in 43 to come, got me here. Now in June of 48, we need help, we're in a storm. Uncle Ernest, who worked for the railroad company there, he came in early in the morning. He said, boys, don't worry. He said, I went over and looked at the tent, and he said, it just looked like God just laid it down on the, on the ground. And the wind just went over. It just looked like it just went down. He said, there isn't any harm done to it. He said, Rebecca can sew up one little corner in about 15 minutes, and that's all the damage there was. Oh, how wonderful. And a storm came, just like he told me, but he was merciful. He was merciful. He'd give me the revelation. I couldn't get it across, but the Lord, to his mercy, Our Uncle Eric just marveled. He marveled. He said, it just looked like God just laid it down and just flattened it and just let the wind just go right over it. What well, wasn't any trouble at all. Put it back up. Why well, hadn't been for the Lord had been torn up. So let's believe, let's obey, let's say yes to Jesus, because God answers prayer. He leads, but let's hear it and heed it. Well, we got the tent back up, and they said, well, there isn't any way you can get electrical current here. It took this home, this church family over here, weeks and weeks to get any current. So you'll not be able to get current to your tent. Now it's back up. We're supposed to start. And they said, there's not going to be any electricity. There isn't any way to get it there. It takes so long. 
I prayed a while, and the Lord said, you go to the Illinois Power and Light. We went there, and I want to tell you, we had current that day. Jesus brought us current right that day. We started, and God helped us. The Lord, we had the whole thing. We had the organ, we had the benches, we had everything. It was all one little package. We didn't have any money, $6 or something. But the Lord knew where it all was. If you believe the report, he'll have it all ready. He'll take care of it. He'll take care of it for you. If you believe and trust and obey him. Oh, what a wonderful experience it was. I remember Mother Pumphrey said she had all the years of her life in that city had never seen all the churches so together as they were during those days. Oh, just the Lord just brought us together and helped us to love all the people. And there was such togetherness that she could remember when it had been for a long time as ever. When the Lord leads you, he is able to bring us together. Will you believe? Now, this is easy for me to tell you. It's different to experience. It's different to experience it. But these experiences will strengthen your faith if only you can die to get it. Only you're willing to have inner death uh, to retain it and then follow Jesus and what he says to do and be faithful, be obedient. Let's be true about the storms. I said to Richard Moore, I said, now the Lord has revealed to me the seven to eight days in advance. We were in New York, Clymer, New York. And I said, we're to leave here next Monday morning at 4 a.m. That was one week in advance. I said, we've got to get out of here exactly at 4 a.m. next Monday morning. That was a long time in advance. Well, we had the little cabin. We had to get it all ready. And he worked hard to help me. You know, they said we couldn't have revival there. All the farmers said, why, Reverend Helm can't come in July here in New York. Why, he said, all these, all these stock farmers, all these cattle farmers, why, they make hay all these days. We can't have revival. Reverend Helm thinks he can come and have revival this time in July, the time we make hay? Yes, I said, we're come then. Well, the pastor talked him into it. He says, this man walked to the Lord, and let's believe. Well, they said, we can't, we, well, we'll just let you do it anyhow. So they did. You were there with us. And I want to tell you something. They, they were going to make hay, but they couldn't because God sent rain, cooled it all off, and wetted it down. They couldn't get any hay in the mountain the day we were there. Well, you said, it's too hot. You know what he did? He cooled it down to the high 50s. He, he made it so cool we had to have fire in the fireplace. Now he cooled it off. We had air conditioning with us. God air conditioned it all off for us. He put the rain on the hay. They couldn't make it, so they just came to church. Then when we went home, we had to build a fire to keep warm in July. He said, now you leave next Monday morning at 4 a.m. Talking about believing the report. Believing what the Holy Spirit reveals in prayer. And when we had, and it was a wonderful meeting. Oh, God helped us wonderful in that place. And when the morning came, you see, we were all organized. Everything was done. You remember how you had to clean this, and we worked and worked and got everything ready, and we worked hard to get all the things loaded in the two cars because we were going to park yours, and we were going on to New York City where you hadn't been, and my wife hadn't been and where we were going to just trust the Lord for help, but we're going to see a soul saved, too. 
We didn't know it then, but we were going to see a soul saved. I'll tell you, if you'll believe, you'll see a soul saved where you're going. See, we were going to see a soul saved in New York City. Isn't that marvelous? It is a wonderful thing. But see, we're getting ready because God said days before, one week and a day before, he said, you leave at 4 a.m. next Monday morning. We had both cars loaded of everything. We had everything clear. Of course, there wasn't any walks from the road or from where our cars were parked uh, to the cabin. There wasn't anything. You know, we could easily be in mud if it were to rain. And I want to tell you, here came the storm. We had everything in prayer. We got in the car and the storm hit that place. It hit with such fury. It was so frightening that my wife just kept her head down like this all the time. It was so fury. It was a solid lightning. It was everywhere. It was furious. The winds and the rains and the, and the branches. And God helped me to drive through that storm. But what if we'd have missed it one minute? What if we'd have missed it one minute because God revealed it a week in advance? Why, if we'd have been one minute late, we'd have had mud inside the cabin, we'd have mud everywhere, we'd have been mud in the car, we'd have mud inside, we'd had to get it cleaned up because I preached to get everything ready. When you leave a place, leave it so clean that they don't have to do anything. But I had to be on the minute. Simply these are stories to be a parallel of believing God to help us through the storms and through situations to believe in the spiritual way as well as these physical experiences. God knows how to lead his people if we'll believe and trust him. And it was a wonder, wasn't it? Because you marvel yourself at how God revealed it and how God took us through there because we were going to see a soul saved in New York City. you'll trust and have faith, you'll see the victory. Because God will give it for his glory, for God's praise and honor. If we'll only believe what he says, he will do it. Look what he did for us in Europe, in Spain, this place, this place, this place, in Vienna. Look what he did for us. It's a wonder story because of his guidance, the revelation, the direction. We want to praise him for that. Look what he did for us in Jerusalem. How he leads, how he reveals, how he helps, how he guides. He's the same now as he was of old. He's never changed. Oh, we're in debt to him for preparing the way, making way, and taking care, working out these storms so we loved ones miss these awful, terrible storms. Jesus wants us to seek his will and to follow him and be attentive to the voice of God as the Holy Spirit witnesses and speaks. Praise his name. Let's stand, please, and sing just as I am without one plea. Rebecca Sue, is she here? Would you go to the piano and play? Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. And as we sing, we trust that you will hear the voice of Jesus. And he said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that precious one here that doesn't know Jesus, if you'll just come forward and kneel and ask Jesus to forgive you, he'll do it. To the soul that's been walking with God, but you have a hostile spirit, you have a judgmental spirit, you have an angered spirit, a covetous spirit, a resentful spirit, you have a doubting spirit, you have a skeptical spirit 
suspicious, prejudiced. You have this inner part there that is quite stubborn, rebellious. Let Jesus come and cleanse that out of you. Be truly, genuinely sanctified so that you can eradicate the old man, this old sin-bred nature, so that we can really walk with God, that he can bring us to oneness. When he finds individuals that will really surrender and submit, he will bring them to oneness as God and Jesus are one together in unity. Let us be obedient as we sing. Let us seek the Lord while he may be found. Thank you. He knows all about how he, what we need to do. Yes. When the offering was taken up at Scott Depot a few years ago, it was just $8,000. It was all given to ministers and widows and, and the poor and the needy. All of it. Plus $400 up and over. What Jesus, he led, he, he guided, he directed. Shared it with the needy, with all those out there. This is something to be thankful for, that Jesus wants you and me to share what we have. It's so precious, isn't it? How he helps you to share with others. Hallelujah. Oh, it helps you. Glory be to God. Amen. I'm so thankful. He never fails. One brother Wright, then was he in Virginia, they're just like our children. That's so precious, and God has blessed them so marvelously. And here we were with them just a few months ago, and we had this great time together. Oh, it was a wonderful time. I think the Lord helped me to use my voice almost three hours that morning and almost three hours that evening. Just a little right close to it, wasn't it? As well as in my room and on the way to the church. We had such a wonderful time. Walked in at a quarter of eight into your study and the glory of the Lord fell upon us. And just like that, the Holy Ghost administered the gift of wisdom, knowledge, and discerning of the Spirit. We were blessed, weren't we? He did it real quickly. Wonderfully. Oh, I, we want to thank Jesus for it. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory be to God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Never failing. Always able. Given it shall be given you full measure, he said. He wants us to share. And we're in debt to him for it all. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let us stand for prayer.